good tidings and well wishes and and sweet um sweet t- talkings uh, no never mind we're gonna start, we'll start that one over hold on we'll start over okay Good tidings, everyone, and Happy New Year, the year of our Lord, 2022. This is the Overleveled Podcast. Oh. Oh. It's good. There we go. Okay. Wow, we nailed it. We nailed the podcast. Yeah, we nailed it. We nailed 2022. (laughs) Yeah, we did it. Happy 2022, everyone. We won the year. It can end now. (laughs) We won. You're welcome. (laughs) You're welcome, guys. So... Boy, oh boy, it's been a it's been a month at least. It has been a month, yeah, bare <laughs> minimum. At the very least, it's been a month since we last recorded. We our last episode was our our Christmas extravaganza. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know we talked about what did we talk about? Oh, we talked about like Christmas stories and shit. So oh, yeah, 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 that was fun. <laughs> that was neat. Yeah, and now that it is, it's you know like I said, the year of our of our good Lord, two thousand twenty twenty two, twenty twenty one is behind us. And uh, we're going to spend a good chunk of this episode talking about the games that we played, um, you know, the good, the bad, the meh. We're just going to kind of talk about video games that we played and stuff that we loved and hated and all that good stuff. So yeah. I, I hope everyone's excited for that. Um, maybe maybe your favorite game was our least favorite game. Maybe our, yeah. maybe our maybe favorite you just game suck. was yours. Wait, what's up? I was just like, maybe you just, because you just suck, you know? Like yeah. Your favorite game is our worst favorite game, because you suck. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you suck, I mean, I'm I'm glad you're here, but, you know. Right. Whatever. Welcome to an hour of telling you how much you suck. Yeah, it's just the way it is. I'm sorry, guys. There's nothing right, I can yeah. do about you sucking so bad. Just kidding. Mm. <laughs> so, um, before we jump into everything, before we get into, like, question of the week and stuff real fast, uh, let's catch up for a second, man. What have you, uh, what you been doing? What you been playing? Stuff you've been working on? Uh, in terms of just doing, you know, just same old, same old, just working and all that stuff. And, uh, in terms of YouTube, um, I recently just uploaded my latest video, my latest One Piece review video yeah. of the Whiskey Peak arc, which is the second arc of the Alabasta Saga. One thing I was kind of upset of it is like, it took so long for it to come out solely because I was, or- I ordered this prop from Etsy that took way too long for it to show up to my house because yeah. I ordered it the 31st mm-hmm. and it didn't show up to my house till the 10th and like oh already had pretty much everything else filmed and recorded. I was like, just waiting <laughs> that for that one shirt prop. for that yeah. one prop for this bit. I'm just like, come on. Yeah, man. <laughs> so it came out longer than I expected, but came out, which is good. Um, good. and, but luckily with that, I have a bunch of videos that hopefully will come out sooner within that release and stuff like that. Yeah. Just been working on a bunch of other videos. Uh, that's about it for me in terms of games um in that time uh for my first game of the year for 2022 i mm-hmm. played through final fantasy 15 mm, um yeah. my yeah that was that was good because i remember I've, I've said this many times on the podcast before but i bought that game like right around when it came out which when did that come out 2015 right somewhere yeah like yeah it was a while ago <laughs> yeah I, I bought it 2015 Dude, I played, 2015 like, the first, was seven yeah. years ago that is a Jesus oh my Christ. God, <laughs> I've had this game for seven years and I yeah. only now beat it. <laughs> mm. 
but yeah, yeah, I had that game, bought it not, not too long after it came out. I played like the first three chapters and haven't touched it since until the beginning of this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> and I beat it. it. Yeah. But it was very good. Uh, I mean, after playing it now with all the stuff added onto it with the Royal Edition, it's definitely a much better experience. Like the one thing that I really enjoy is the be able the the thing to like switch between the characters and stuff like that, being able to play Gladio, Prompto, and Ignis. I really enjoyed doing that instead of just, just playing Noctis. Yeah. All their DLCs were a lot of fun. Um, I really enjoyed Ignis's in terms of the story and Gladio's in terms of the gameplay. Those are really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the thing that I dislike the least is like, even with all the new things, there's still some glaring plot holes and just like stuff left out, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. like the big thing is with Luna. I'm not going to spoil it, but yeah, like the, I'm with, the, I'm with the one on scene with her. Yeah. The one scene with her, it's like, it could have been way more impactful if they just, I don't know, made her, made me care about her more. I don't exactly. Know. Uh, There's but, very little screen yeah, time yeah. with, with Luna. Exactly. Exactly. But near the end, like the final chapter, I was like in, completely invested in terms of the story. Like that was yeah, a I agree. bittersweet ending. That was great. Yeah, because you know, ultimately, I, a lot of the plot driving forward is is you know, like in the very beginning, it's kind of mm-hmm. you're these guys kind of on this bachelor party kind of road trip. Mm-hmm. You're on your way to go see your fiance. You're about to go get married, and that's kind of like a lot of a lot of this drama, a lot of the story mm-hmm. comes from you trying to care about the relationship that Noctis is supposed to have with Luna. So I agree mm-hmm. with you in that it's it's kind of hard to really care about their relationship whenever you only know one of them, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. You only know Noctis. You don't really know right. Luna very well. But then by That's the time true. you get to that final act, like, really, the game is about the, the boys, the friendship. Right. The boys. Oh, fuck yeah. So game's good. about the boys. Gotta love it. <laughs> um, but other than that, since I beat that, right now I'm playing through a game. So one of the things that I try to do is also, like, try to beat a bunch of games that I played as a kid but never beaten. Yeah. And so right now, one of those for me is Transformers for the PS2. <laughs> it's um, based off the uh, the Unicorn, not Unicorn, Unicorn, Unic- <laughs> Unicron Trilogy. What the fuck is it, DJ? <laughs> it's the Unicron, Unicron Trilogy. Um, is that a new series. variant of COVID? Yes. <laughs> Unicron. Unicron. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, it's based off that. It's also based off from the animated show Transformers that I watched gro- growing up as a kid. Um, and so playing that, and it's a lot of fun. I mean, there's obviously some stuff wrong with it. Fucking the game pisses me off. Yeah, uh, I, I have that game. I, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. And then also right now, I'm also playing Mega Man Battle Network 2. Oh, nice. Um, and I'm about a little over halfway done with that game right now. And I got to say, it's already a lot better than Battle Network One in terms yeah. of both like the story and the gameplay and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I'm I'm enjoying it a lot more. Yeah. In, in yeah. comparison. Yeah, dude, we have to um maybe just do like a screen share video verse session of doing Battle Network two, man. Oh, I would honestly I would I'll be down for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's been so long, man. I mean we played through Battle Network one on the show and and there was that fucking wild, wild plot twist at the at oh, the end. Yeah. Yeah, like, no, there's there's a lot more wild <laughs> shit that happened in Battle Network too. It's crazy, it's crazy. man. Yeah, I gotta know it, yeah. I gotta know the story, man. I gotta know what happens after that. Absolutely. 
Well, cool, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. As far as the YouTube stuff, like you were talking about, um, I'm still, I'm still very much enjoying all of the, uh, the one piece content and, you know, all the other stuff as well. Um, and as far as the, the prop goes, if, if y'all want to know what the prop is, you got to go to his channel and you got to watch yeah. the video. It'll be very obvious what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, guys, the video did not come out because the prop was not there yet there the video would not exist without that prop so go go give yeah. dj some props by viewing his prop in his video oh, oh yeah. wordplay I love bars it. thank bro. you bars. bars so yeah and then yeah uh final fantasy 15 man i'm glad i'm glad you got through that dude that's yeah. that's a great that's a, it's a great game of course yeah yes. like we were saying it's got its issues but i uh i love it i think it's mm-hmm. i think it's totally fine as a numbered final fantasy game yeah what about you we've been playing yeah as for myself um as y'all can see if you're watching the youtube version i got a haircut and if oh you know if if anyone's (laughs) watched any of the other stuff any uh podcast stuff or um just looked at the YouTube channel or, or has seen a Twitch stream of mine. Uh, shout out to One Pin Tones for following me on Twitch the other day. What's up, buddy? Hey, so, hey. yeah, um, I cut my hair. My wife cut my hair, actually. Um, it was incredibly long. I, I want to say the total weight of all of my hair was about five pounds. So, <laughs> uh, you know, I shaved it last March, and then it just grew over the course of, you know, the past year. So mm. it was just <laughs> natural growth, baby. And now it's uh, now it's short again, but it, it looks better nice. than the shaved head. Anyways, <laughs> that's some personal stuff. <laughs> um, oh, my daughter also just turned two, so we're happy Hell about that. Yeah. My wife just had a birthday as well, so nice. you know, right now we're just kind of getting ready for baby number two coming at the beginning of uh, of March. So oh, the due okay. date is the eighth. So we're <laughs> mark your calendars, everybody. Yeah, mark your calendars, guys. Um, yeah, so pretty much whenever March comes around, it's just like any day at that point yeah so uh that's kind of what we're doing there um we recently or one of nicole's gifts was kind of also <laughs> a uh, a family gift was a a um a, a new camera so mm. oh, okay. uh, like it's it's a nice it's a good dslr camera so sweet uh i'm thinking of you know in, in the background over here i'm probably going to buy like a nice clean green sheet and maybe mm-hmm. start doing some uh some videos uh i don't know dj if you watched my um my sort of 2022 beginning of the year update video um oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so at you know at some point i mentioned that i want to start doing more uh scripted reviews like things that are mm-hmm. not going to be thrown in the podcast but are going to be for the youtube channel itself mm-hmm. um i have like i have like outlines for certain scripts that i want to do uh for a game okay. that i am about to finish so uh yeah i'm really excited to just start do doing more um i guess more cinematic type of video essays Um, Mm -hmm. you know throw some comedy in there every now and then just because i like (laughs) i like doing that sort of stuff you know me some goose and gabbers yeah yeah so but you know for the most part just i just like i just love talking about video games obviously so (laughs) i just want to yeah just make some reviews and all that so that's kind of some stuff that I'm I'm hoping to get done pretty soon. As far as what I'm playing right now, if uh, if anybody watches me on Twitch, I just started streaming Final Fantasy Tactics. Oh yeah, yeah. saw the notification. Yeah, how's yeah. that been going? It's been awesome. <laughs> it has Sweet. been it's been incredibly fun. I this is the first tactical game that I have ever played. 
Um, mm. And I was hesitant going first because I, you know, I've I've kind of given Fire Emblem a chance. I, mm. I I felt like I gave it a chance. Maybe I didn't really give it really give it a chance. Um, but you know, there's just other games with certain mechanics that kind of turn me away from that stuff. Permadeath has always scared me in video games. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's been it's been hard to get into those kind of games. Um. So, but other than that, dude, like, y'all know me. I, I'm I'm definitely a story first kind of person. And Final mm-hmm. Fantasy Tactics, obviously, it definitely has the story. But oh my god, I did not realize just how how quickly attached I would be to the gameplay of oh, yeah. of just like you know grinding out those jobs and like mm-hmm. you know giving you know uh, party members new abilities and stuff like that and just trying to get those those job points or like those skill points and stuff like that yeah uh it's so addicting dude and just like the tactical aspect of actually having mm-hmm. to like really think about the playing field and all the enemies there it's so fun and yeah, those are the exact same reasons why I love the Disgaea series and mm. Final Fantasy Tactics uh, Advanced. Like, those were a lot of fun games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so what's been cool, too, is the first time that I did a stream, um, two people hopped in the stream. Uh, one of them mm. was somebody who I knew from a long time ago. And the other oh. person was, you know, a, a random guy named Sakti. Sakti, if you're here listening, uh, shout out to, to you. Um, yeah. He hopped in the stream and was kind of, you know, asking me questions like, based on my experience with the games and and this guy he obviously knew final fantasy tactics um Mm. so he kind of was helping he was guiding me through it you know it's it's cool because i didn't have to really waste my time looking up any sort of guides or how i should be playing the game or anything uh Mm. i just had some people who were really cool and kind enough to kind of um Basically, just be like, hey, man, like, here, let me show you how this works, because it can be kind of intimidating getting into at first. And once you kind of have someone holding your hand, helping you out through those beginning portions, it uh, I I was just so grateful for them. And um, so, yeah, Final Fantasy Tactics. I'm I'm playing through that game right now. Really loving it. Another game that I have picked back up on my own time. And speaking of buying games back when they first came out and still like (laughs) taking forever to beat them um i am i think almost done with octopath traveler finally oh okay yeah octopath traveler dude i mean i think i think once i once i really started loving tactics because I, I was playing Final Fantasy Tactics, and I was like, man, the gameplay was so fun. I started thinking mm-hmm. about other games that I, I really want to, like, just, I don't know, try to en- engulf myself in their gameplay more. Like, games that mm-hmm. I liked, but I didn't really appreciate to the, their full extent. And I think yeah. Octopath Traveler was a game that I knew that I had with a job system that I just really wasn't taking advantage of. Um, mm-hmm. And so I picked it up, and for the past, like, week or so every day i'll sink in like maybe an hour or two just grinding in that game and it's so fun it's really good and i and i just finished up a character's story arc in that game and it was incredible it was really good um and so that's one too that i'm like i'm playing through that right now and i'm like man i'm having a fucking awesome time with these gameplay games (laughs) you know and um 
let's see the other one. Oh, I I started this one late 2021 and I'm still playing it right now. Uh, but I know I'm coming up towards the end of uh, 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim. Uh, mm. That's another one that I've talked about on the show. Still, I mean, having a great time. It's like it's like half very story driven kind of. Um, choice-based time travel kind of story while like the gameplay is kind of a tactical RPG um, as well. So it's, it's, it's a great time. Um, I'm having, I'm having a great time playing all this. So sweet. Yeah. 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 I guess uh, that's pretty much it as far as updates. I was telling DJ, this one's going to be kind of a longer one. So we're not going to, we're not going to do any news this week. We're just going to jump straight into the question of the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so question of the week suggested by One Pin Tones. Our boy. Our boy. One Pin Tones says, is there any game that you regret buying? Like the hype was enough to get you to buy the game, but actually playing it was a letdown or broken and why? So (laughs) appreciate that and why, buddy. (laughs) So, um... Let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, DJ Die, uh, he came in with, that is a good question indeed. Final Fantasy Thirteen. I love Final Fantasy and was very excited after Final Fantasy Twelve. So I got Final Fantasy Thirteen, and it lost me when I was fighting Barthandalus. Mm-hmm. Andromeda was another massive disappointment for me, uh, for me because they hyped it up so much. And when you played it, it was like you were running around with your head cut off, wondering what the hell happened. Um, yeah, I think I think the the general kind of view for Mass Effect Andromeda was kind of of the same <laughs> of the same idea. I think a lot yeah. of people were super let down by that one. I haven't played it yet, but I hear Andromeda is, is <laughs> definitely the worst of the Mass Effect games. But mm-hmm. also, it's a shame that you didn't like Final Fantasy Thirteen. I <laughs> I implore you to give it sheep, another go. Sheep. <laughs> You're a sheep, bro. Just kidding. You're perfectly, you know, reasonable in in not liking Final Fantasy 13. I understand I understand why people don't like it. I just after I gave it another chance, I I really enjoyed it. So, that's just my take on that. <laughs> okay, Sean. What's up, Sean? Sean underscore AFK. How's it going, buddy? Okay. What up, bud? Sean says, I think the most recent example of this, for me, was Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I bought it, uh, I, sorry, it brought a lot of the Assassin back, which I was, which was something that I was missing, but it continued the trend of the last few games by being needlessly bloated. Even though I was enjoying myself for the most part, it just felt like there was so much fluff in the zones that I didn't care to do. That amplified, or that amplified by the fact that when I play open world games, I'm compelled to completely clear the map. It was just too much. Dude, I that's how I am with open world stuff too. Yeah, I feel that. And when it's just so much to do, it's just like, it's just overwhelming at a point. That's why I never got even close to give, even getting ha- like 50% done. Like I, like I beat Breath of the Wild, but I didn't even get... Fifty percent done with everything that you could do, you know. Oh, one hundred percent same. Yeah. Like I think when I beat the game, I think I had completed twenty three percent of the map. Like it was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, that sounds <laughs> all right. Yeah, for me. Yeah, Tyler Tyler Rims. 
For me, it'd have to be Nier Automata. I heard good things about Nier, and I previously enjoyed Drakengard, so I thought narratively I'd be hooked. And it had combat done by Platinum Games, a company whose combat was top-notch up until recently, and the game never hit me on either front from combat to narrative. Once I hit the second, uh, once I hit the second R mechanics... Sorry, maybe I think you might have worded that weird. I don't know what you're trying to say. Once I hit the second R mechanics, I don't like and tools I miss having. So it just fizzled out. Yeah, I mean, I haven't gotten too far into Nier Automata, but I liked Nier She's Replicant. Good. Yeah. Okay, one pin tones. Question asker. I bought the Tomb Raider trilogy piece by piece and thought. Uh, it would be good to play them in between RPGs as a little break between. I quickly found out survival games with a specific way to solve complex in-world puzzles are not my jam. I know Resident Evil isn't for me, mostly because uh, of it being a horror game, but continuously dying scale, uh, sealed the deal for me after two or three hours. Probably not going back to them. I feel I do a bunch of my own research between reviews and gameplay trailers uh, to know what I'm getting into, but somehow this series missed all that. Man, you said, um, wait, the the Tomb Raider trilogy piece by piece. Uh, I'm assuming you're talking about the the new ones, because I I have not played any of the like original Tomb Raider trilies, uh, tril- or, like the original Tomb Raider games in years, but. Yeah, there definitely is some puzzle stuff <laughs> there in, in the uh, in the new one. Um, yeah, and I'm the same way. Whenever I usually buy games, I'm pretty much... Like, there, there are some games that I like to go in blind, uh, but I'm the same way, uh, One Pin Tones, where it's just like, I like to watch a lot of trailers. I want to make sure that if I'm going to drop 60 bucks on a game, I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah. But, uh, Honestly, for me, that's 100% me and why it's it's hard for me to even come up with an answer for this because usually I go into a game knowing, oh, I'm probably going to like this. And if it's bad, I usually go in knowing, oh, this is going to be a bad game. Like, I've, I don't think I've ever really had an experience where it's like, I know absolutely nothing about this game. I buy it, I play it, I'm just like, this is the worst thing ever. But I don't yeah. think I've really had that experience for me personally. I mean, I guess the closest thing I can think of is like, sometimes uh, whenever I play video games like sure there will be moments that like absolutely pisses me off and I want to play for a while but then you know once I'll play it again beat it and then I'll completely just like forget about all that shit that pissed me off like Final Fantasy 3 is the perfect example of that (laughs) yeah like there were so many moments where I was just like I fucking hate like I remember there was like one point in the game where I was playing through the game the game was like at the final area of the game like I beat I got to like the final dungeon and that area just pissed me off that I just stopped playing that game for a year and yeah. then come back to beat it earlier, early in 2020, in 2020. Yeah. And then I was like, all right, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, for me, I feel like there's so many games that I do regret purchasing, but not because like, I don't like them. It's just kind of like, I didn't need to spend that money. That's kind of the way that I That's think fair. about regretting like purchases. Um, for instance, um, I uh, like I have so many games on my Steam account or my PS4, like uh, just digitally owned games where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'll play that eventually, but I, I definitely won't 
you know? <laughs> like, I got it because yeah. it was $2 when it's normally $10, you know? And it's like, just feeling like I'm, I'm getting a deal. Um, but let's see. I'm trying to think if there are any games where I just, like, I finished it and I was like, yeah, I, I hate that. Because I, I remember I almost bought The Last of Us Part Two. Um, but there was enough being said online that for me personally, I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't particularly like that. And so I just decided not to buy the game. Um, I'm like holding up a little toy, by the way, if anyone's wondering (laughs) what the hell I'm holding, I'm just realizing, uh, cause I'm in my room is also my daughter's playroom. So (laughs) anyways, I just realized, cause I move my hands a lot and I'm just holding something. So anyways, (laughs) there's that little tangent. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm the same way. Uh, one pin tones, just like I I don't get. Yeah, there's not really many games that I think I truly regret buying. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe I'll get there. Sorry, maybe. when one pin tones were indecisive. Sorry. Yeah, we are indecisive on this one. Sorry, guys, we don't really have a great answer for y'all on this one. <laughs> Sorry, we're we're boring. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, boring podcast. Yeah, maybe y'all regret just listening to this podcast. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel that. So um, that was question of the week, guys. If y'all have any other um, suggestions for question of the week, we try to answer, like we will come up with questions um, kind of, you know, if, if nobody else asks a question or, or suggests right. a question for the question of the week, yeah. we'll kind of do well, our best to come up You guys are saving grace whenever you come up with questions. Like, oh, thank exactly. God. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So as from what I'm seeing right now, there are no questions as of yet. Um, um, what, what's going on, guys? What the fuck? Yeah, what the <laughs> fuck, guys? So fake fans yeah fake you're all fake fans i know you all listen to this show i see the analytics what the fuck are you doing not answering question of the week and typing in suggestions anyways um so if you do have a suggestion though we uh we i look at pretty much anywhere if you want you can join our discord and in our discord we have a suggestions uh channel where you can uh you know, put in your suggestions uh, and another one where you can answer question of the week. Uh, but if you're not a member of our discord, you can also email us suggestions or, uh, you know, answer questions of the week. And you can also go to the YouTube channel where we upload the visual version of this podcast. And in the comments, you can, you know, do suggestions and answer the questions and all that. Uh, Links to all that stuff, including the email and all that stuff. I'll talk about it at the end of the show, but it's also in the uh, description uh, below the episode and on the YouTube channel and all that good shit. Yeah. Oh, boy. Running out of breath, guys. We're already half hour into this shit. Oh, wow. Cool, guys. So that was question of the week. We're going to go ahead and we're going to walk you all through this past Our year. We're going to talk about yeah. we're going to talk about some games we loved, some games we we thought were okay. Uh, you know, just the how 2021 was for us as gamers. Yeah. Yeah. Um so let's go ahead and we're we have a I'll let y'all know a couple of the uh the we have this you can consider this the overleveled awards this is the overleveled awards of 2021 (laughs) all right our first annual overleveled awards 
And uh, the categories, because this is an RPG news and review podcast slash, um, I guess, just uh, coming up with T-shirts with shit stains on them kind of podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, the first... The first category that we have here is best RPG and or uh, JRPG uh, that we played this year. Uh, And the next one that we have is the best game that you played that came out in 2021. So best game of 2021 for you. Mm -hmm. Um, Best game that you played that did not come out in 2021. You know, just a game that you played last year that you loved. Yeah. Um, biggest surprise. So a game that you were not expecting to enjoy as much as you did. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got the best story-driven game that you played through and the best gameplay that you experienced. Mm-hmm. We got best soundtrack. And we got biggest disappointment. And then at the end, we got our overleveled game of the year. Yeah. So, DJ, go ahead and hit me with... Uh, with your with your pick for the best RPG and or JRPG that you played this year, and go ahead and kind of tell us why you picked that one over all of the other games that you played. Okay, so this will be relatively easy for me because I actually already kind of did this with my top ten best games in 2021 video. Ah, that is true. Uh, so I can just kind of easily go through <laughs> that. So I guess for, I mean, I don't really know if. It's, Okay, uh, so I guess spoiler: Does Breath of the <laughs> Wild count as an RPG slash JRPG? I would, I would say it definitely has RPG mechanics. I think we talked about this in a very early episode of. Yeah, I think I think we did. Um, Breath- in that case, I'll say something different. Then, so okay, okay. so spoilers: the number one in my, on my video is Breath of the Wild. <laughs> okay. uh, very fucking good. Um, but in that case, JRPG wise, um, fuck. Uh, I guess I would have to go with, uh, mm, fuck it, Chrono Trigger. Okay. I would say, okay. for me, that was probably my favorite. I really enjoy, so I guess for me, usually when it comes to RPGs and stuff like that, um, I you really kind, You do... kind of stepped away from your microphone a little bit. Oh, oops. There we go. You're good. So I guess for me, when it comes to JRPGs, like in terms of the combat, I more prefer like, um grid-based battle systems and stuff like that but um i like the way the gameplay was implemented in chrono trigger where you know sort of like i guess everything flowed very nicely in terms of just like the overworld and then going into combat because you know a lot of times in in rpgs traditionally especially turn-based ones you know you're going through the overlord then you overworld and then you sort of like (laughs) transition into like a battle stage so i like how in Chrono Trigger, sort of like are in the area battling right there, and I do enjoy um, action turn-based games over like just regular turn-based games because you know there's more there's more strategy to it. And, like you can sort of have to think on your feet and stuff like that, which is pretty fun. Um, and plus, the story is was nice. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed it too. I loved Frog. He was a great character. Oh yeah. Um, uh, what else? I just had it on the tip of my tongue. Uh, oh, I, I also love how the game is actually kind of comedic you know, at times. Like it's, oh yeah, it's very goofy, and I, I appreciate that. Um, I also really like the fact that like you can just constantly change your teammates and stuff like that, and they all have different, unique. Um, what was it? Dual text or triple text, depending on yeah. the, the three members you choose. So in a way, it adds a lot of replayability and stuff like that, which is really cool. Um, which I appreciate and also just like the the diversity of the cast and in terms of just like 
everyone feels very unique to themselves. Like that's one of the reasons, another reason why I was kind of like meh about Final Fantasy 15 is that the characters in terms of like design wise, they just look too similar. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, obviously they have some stuff different about them, but not enough that to really like make me be like, Oh yeah, this guy's awesome. I could talk about him for like hours. You know? <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, I, I guess in terms of that, in terms of stuff like that, Chrono Trigger would probably be my favorite JRPG that I played in 2021. Nice man. Cause it's number three on my list. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just to make this real easy for you guys. Yeah. That was also my favorite RPG that I played this year. Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Chrono Trigger, man. And um, not to, you know, uh, talk too much about the game, I guess. I mean, you you said a lot of how I feel. Um, I thought the the soundtrack was phenomenal. Oh, I, true. true. I, you know, soundtrack was so good. Uh, visually, I think it's one of the best looking Super Nintendo games ever 100%. made. 100%. Uh, so it's just like such a treat. Uh, the story, I mean... The story was was very well told, and mm-hmm. um, you know it's really one of those first uh, sort of like time travel stories slash time travel gameplay mechanics that we really got in a video game. Right. And uh, I think they did a really good job. Even I mean, sure you can you can nitpick nitpick little plot uh, plot holes <laughs> and stuff like that, but um, just overall, like you said, with the replayability and the different gameplay things that you can do with all of the techs and changing up your your team, um, there's like close to twenty different endings. Especially if you get like kind of the newer oh, yeah. <laughs> releases. Yeah, um, yeah. Man, there's just there's just a lot. To, to love about mm. Chrono Trigger. And uh, I'm surprised that it really took us this long to finally get to playing it, considering, yeah, you know, us being big fans of Square, uh, like Final Fantasy and stuff like that. Mm. But, um, you know, hey, we made needless it. to say, I'm just, I'm glad that I did finally. <laughs> uh, hey, it just shows you it's a timeless classic. Absolutely. Great. Yeah. This is something that like it's one of those games where I would recommend to anyone who's either never played a game or has been playing games for their whole life and has never played the game, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's a great video game. It, it has to be my favorite RPG uh, of 2021. Hell yeah. So next category, DJ, what is the best game that you played that came out last year in 2021? So, um, I mentioned this to Gavin prior to recording, but even when I made this, when I made my video, there's literally barely any games that I played within the year of 2021. But then I remembered, oh yeah, there was one game that I played and beaten that did like come out near the end of 2021. Oh yeah, and that is Pokemon Brilliant Diamond. Really? <laughs> that, that is that literally the one, only huh? game I played. I mean, <laughs> oh yeah, the, the only, only one you played. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. But uh, I enjoyed it. I mean, yeah, it was fun. I mean, at first, like, I was a little skeptical because of the art style and yeah. like the whole thing about the XP shared. How you know your Pokemon sort of level up at the exact same time as you because normally in a pokemon game you sort of have to take your time to level up each individual pokemon and stuff like that and so yeah going from that at first it feels a little jarring but honestly to be honest it's a lot better to do it that way it's just like it's very like a lot it's a lot more grinding yeah did originally it's like a very newcomer friendly yeah 100 percent. i yeah definitely and and the game is actually like i mean for the most part it's 
pretty easy, but there are times where like it is like genuinely difficult and you do have to sort of like think a little bit. It's not super handholdy, especially with the Elite yeah. Four, which I can appreciate because definitely previous Pokemon games um have definitely been very a little too handholdy. I mean, yeah, sure, it's mm-hmm. like made for kids, but like come on. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So I can appreciate uh sort of a more challenging ish Pokemon game. So yeah, yeah, that that is both my favorite and only game that I played <laughs> that actually came out in twenty twenty one. Okay. Fair enough, man. Yeah, that's that's one that I have I have not played. I haven't even played the original one, so uh, <laughs> that's that's one that I uh, we'll talk about it later. But that's one that I want to play. <laughs> yeah. Um, the best game that I played that came out in twenty twenty one is funny enough also a remaster slash remake of <laughs> of some sort, uh, and that is Near Replicant. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Near replicant. See, it's funny. I bought that, but I haven't played it. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's uh, it's worth going through. And and oh, I honestly, know. I would say like if you do have the game, um, I I really think that you should play through all like five endings or whatever. Um, and it's not. And just to kind of give context to that too, there are there are five endings. There's a, ending A, B, C, D, and E. Right or no? Mm. I guess there's six endings. I, either the the final one that was added to this version was either ending E or ending F. One one of those. Um, and so there's either five or six endings. But whenever you beat the game the first time, uh, whenever you reload that file, it takes you back to a certain point in the game. So you're not every time that you get a new ending, it's not like you have to replay the entire game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know a lot of people are like, why would I play the game, you know, six times just to get, see like one different ending or something like that. You're not playing through the whole game that many times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say each time is worth it because if you, if you weren't a huge fan of the gameplay in the original near, this has updated it like crazy and it's a lot, it's a lot, lot better. Um, so nice. It's very good. It's it just kind of of all of the games that came out this past year that I gave a shot. It's one of the very few that I actually finished, and um, I didn't just finish this one. I like one hundred percented it. Like it was a fucking phenomenal game. Um, from the music, story, characters, um, gameplay, like oh my gosh, I had a a blast with this game. And I'm excited to jump into Near Automata because that I mean, if it's if it's the same world, if it's like the continuation, I'm all I'm all there. I'm for it, you know. So nice. yeah. Yeah, near near replicant. Best game that came out in twenty twenty one for me. Yeah. So Sweet. DJ. Yeah, of the games that did not come out in twenty twenty one, what was your favorite game that you played? Uh, well, that would be what I mentioned earlier, Breath of the Wild. Yeah. It, I played it for the first time, and that was actually my very first Zelda game. Um, it was great. Uh, probably out of any uh, open-world game, this 100% was my favorite. There was a lot to do in the game, and it didn't feel, as I mentioned probably multiple times before, it didn't feel barren i guess because yeah. there were a lot of open world games that felt like that. I mean, even 15 at times kind of felt like that and so yep. literally majority of the time i would just be driving the car which actually was pretty nice to do that just sort of vibe with that but re- regardless yeah it, it definitely didn't feel empty i guess there's a lot to do i enjoyed all the different 
uh, puzzles with the um, what are they called? Chambers, shrines, something like yeah, that. Yeah, uh, yeah, shrines, trials, or whatever. Yeah, that was that was fun. And um, at first, I wasn't too big on the whole dis- weapon destruction thing, but yeah, now I now looking back on it, like uh, sort of dealing with it more, I kind of appreciate that. Sort of like makes you have to change up your strategy all all the time and stuff. Yeah, like you got to go find new one. weapons and armor. Yeah, and stuff. yeah, yeah. I I can appreciate that. That was that was cool. I like the different areas that you visit with the, all the different races. That was cool. The the um, what are they called? The four beasts or whatever the fuck. Yeah, I don't remember. yeah. I, yeah. Uh, those were a lot of fun to go through. Sometimes kind of annoying, but overall a lot of fun. And like just the fact that. It give the game gives you a lot of freedom. Like the fact mm-hmm. that you can just fight the main villain <laughs> right away is cool. I mean, why the fuck would you? That would be impossible, but sure. you could, yeah. which is <laughs> which is neat. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I enjoyed the simplicity of the story. But again, just because it's simple doesn't mean it's bad. You know, it's just straightforward. Yeah. Like go kill Ganon, you know. And sort yeah. of, I it was interesting to learn the lore behind it, and sort of like the game shows you just how destructive and powerful Ganon was by showing you flashbacks of what he did in the past, like, what, 100 years of the game yeah. and stuff like that. That was cool. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. Yeah, no, uh, Breath of the Wild, I, I enjoyed the game for a lot of reasons. There's hardly anything that I disliked except for, like, a, a nitpick, I guess, is the um, some of the shrines have, like, motion controls in it, and oh, I just yeah. absolutely despised it, so I didn't do any of those, and I'm so happy that they weren't mandatory. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, motion controls for me in that game and um the amount of rain was ridiculous cuz trying to climb up certain mountains that if if it didn't rain you would you would be able to make it up the wall but it just rained so often you were always falling off cliffs and stuff. Oh yeah. Okay. That, yeah, okay. Finally, another thing. Fuck that. I yeah. hated that. Yeah. Jesus. But um yeah, dude, yeah, good pick, good. man. That's a good one. What about you? I would say, you know, because I, like I said, I mean, Chrono Trigger was the best RPG that I had played, um, and that obviously didn't come out, <laughs> you know, this year. Um, but I didn't necessarily, I didn't play like a crazy amount of video games. But I would say that, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to try to, I don't want to just continuously repeat a lot of the games because I did I did play some games and I really enjoyed pretty much all of the games that I played this year. So I I'm just going to lump together three games as like a trilogy that I played mm-hmm. that came out a long time ago. And that is East 1, 2 and Origin. Okay. Uh East 1 and 2, they are like, you know, they take place literally one after the other. Like East Two picks up directly after East One, uh, and they are old school action RPGs. Um, I played the re-releases that came out, and they were incredibly fun. I uh, it's there. There's a different kind of gameplay system that comes, you know, with with those older games that takes a little bit to getting used to. But once you've played it for about twenty thirty minutes, you are pretty much you pretty much understand exactly how the gameplay works and it becomes very addicting very fast and you just want to just run into as many enemies as you can and just start like leveling up like crazy so it's a very fun game and then east origin um is directly connected to east one and two but takes place like way before the game hence the name origin um and from my from my understanding, all of the other East games could be played as standalone 
video games um but there is a a continuity between all of the games it's just that east one two and origin are the closest uh as far as like you know uh just like one story as far as one story goes east one two and origin i would say is one complete story Mm -hmm. so i kind of put that together as like a trilogy but i played all three of those games this past year and man you know i uh i'm really glad that i did because now i am fully invested in this main character's kind of journey and the newest one that came out east nine monstrum nox has gotten Mm. stellar reviews so I'm very excited to eventually get to that one. Um, but yeah, as far as games that did not come out this year, uh, I would say that trilogy was, I had some of, you know, the most fun playing those. Tight, tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right, DJ, here's a, here's kind of a different one. What is a game that you were not expecting to enjoy as much as you did? Uh, Let's see. For me... If I remember correctly, that would be my number 10 on my list, which is Zoid's Legacy for the Game Boy Advanced. That was a game that I played as a kid many times, but again, I never beat it and stuff like that. But uh, last year, I dedicated, like, all right, we're going to beat it this year. And so I did. And, like, first off, the game is a lot longer than I thought it would be. For those that don't know, Zoid's Legacy, based off the Zoid's franchise, it's sort of like a turn-based style uh, games where you have like six Zoids and you can battle and you can have a bunch of different Zoids and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. Good for Zoids fans and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it, it was a lot of fun. I, I very enjoyed the simplicity of the gameplay. It wasn't too difficult nor super easy a lot of the times. Um, the story sometimes... I mean, the story is pretty simplistic. It's just like you are trying to save um, your your friend and she, your, your love interest, I should say. And... Uh, you, you meet all the different characters from all the different Zoids franchise, like the different animes or the different video games and stuff like that. A lot of anime does does anime style games do that yeah. with like um their properties and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I I had a lot more fun than I thought I would with it. It's I don't know, it's hard to describe. It's just I don't know it was a fun. Yeah, it was, it you just had fun. a good time with it. Yeah, yeah, well, I had cool. a lot more fun than I thought I would. Yeah. Yeah, I'll keep mine kind of short too, mostly because I I think it's best that you go into this game um, not knowing much about it at all. But uh, my my game that was my biggest surprise to me was Inscription, um, and Ooh. that is that's mostly because of the gameplay loop. It is a card game. Um, to put it in very simple, non-spoilerific terms, um, you are playing a game that is you know like the cards and the the decks and the uh the playing field that you're on it's all like random and you draw cards and you know Mm -hmm. you lay them down just kind of like how you would with a card game but this is a this is purely a story driven game uh i don't think that there's an online component to this game if you did that would be wild Um, but i don't think there is so you're playing against this computer, you know, you're playing against the game. Uh, and um, yeah, it's, it's really hard not to talk about this game because if anything, I would, I would say that this game is a psychological horror, horror video game. Mm. Um, it takes the concept of playing a card game and adds kind of this, um, 
this really unsettling very like you you really don't know what's happening kind of factor um because then at some point while you're playing the game um you're allowed to get up from the table and like mm. and start walking around the the room and that's whenever things start getting really weird because you eventually have to sit back down at the table and start playing the card game and up until that point happened, like that's probably the most that I'll say about spoilers go because even when I started playing the game, I had no idea that you could get it from the table. Once you start the game, you start playing the card game. You know, the guy explains the rules; they're really simple to you, and um, you know, you just kind of get going and going, and then you know, you lose a game or something, you win a game. You know, you just kind of progress through the story, and then boom, out of nowhere, you're allowed to stand up from the table. I didn't even realize that it was like a table that we were at. You know, I didn't realize that I was like an actual person, you know, playing as a person playing a game, you know. So um, I'm not someone who's ever been really into card games, but this definitely took that like style of, of gameplay and really twisted it and flipped it on its head. And I was so incredibly surprised by Inscription. Um, I did not think that I was going to like it as much as I did. <laughs> and yeah, that's why that one get to that spot for me i highly recommend everyone check that one out that one that one was good okay well sweet yeah, yeah, yeah. all right dj what was the best story that you had experienced um hmm. <laughs> i would say either well no let me let me let me be decisive okay i want to say horizon uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Ooh. I really enjoyed the story of Aloy sort of, uh, I guess, uncovering the secrets of both herself and the world of the post-apocalyptic world and stuff like that. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. It was cool to uncover the mystery. And plus the gameplay of that game is really fucking tight. And I'm very excited for uh, the sequel. Yeah, man. So probably for me, that's probably my favorite story-driven game in 2021. Yeah, man, I agree. Even though it didn't come I, out, I, in I did play that one a little <laughs> earlier than twenty twenty one, but <laughs> that's a uh, that's a good pick, dude. Um, what about you? So this one, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a uh, a repeat here. This is a game that I've already mentioned, but I would say that Near Replicant had the best story that I played this year. Um, I was completely enthralled in everything that was happening and getting through all those endings and seeing different perspectives of, of how the story unfolds um, was awesome. And with like the remaster or slash remake that came out, there's just even more connections that go into near automata. Um, there's a lot to, to dig into there. Um, there's even one portion of the story. Uh, there's like a, a missing chapter Basically, in Japan, whenever the original Nier game came out, like on Xbox 360 and PS3 and stuff, uh, mm. there was a, a, a book that came out with lots of, you know, information about the development of the game, like artwork and stuff like that, items, you know, just stuff like that. And there was also a very short novella that told a story of, um, of a specific character you know, in the world that you'd never saw in the game. Whenever this remaster came out, though, they actually took that novella and added that in as a side mission uh, oh. into the story. So, and it's really good. 
it's one of my favorite things in the entire video game. Very emotional. Um, that's one of the things, too. This game was highly, highly emotional, especially whenever you start playing around with those other endings. Man mm. alive, dude. Like, this was this was something else. Uh, the characters, like, that's the big thing for me, too, in a story. Because most stories, I mean, sure, you have, like, those outliers where the, the whole setting is very unique and a lot of the, the issues are very unique. But ultimately, like, you can tell a very simple story. What's going to drive it home for me are the characters. Mm. Um, that's another reason, too, why I liked uh, Horizon Zero Dawn so much. Um, like the story was unique to an extent, but for the most part, it wasn't anything too, like too special, but Aloy was just such a good character that you cared about everything happening in that story a lot more, you know? Um, that's kind of how I felt here with like Nia Replicant too. These characters that you come across are, were just so good. Um, so yeah, as far as stories go near near replicant this is my story game of the year sweet all right dj what was the best gameplay that you experienced last year get best gameplay uh i guess uh same things with um horizon zero dawn or breath of the wild i I mean even though i um really do enjoy turn-based games and stuff like that i you know i mean if you put an action game in front of me i'll probably choose that one first over yeah exactly. over a turn-based game which is why like yeah. for me personally i see a lot of people like shit talk how the new direction of final fantasy games being more action-based but like for me that's fucking tight yeah <laughs> if i'm being honest yeah like fun like i love action games i love final fantasy put that shit together match made in heaven that's why like you know i was so excited for final fantasy 7 remake and for me right now it's my favorite final fantasy game like already enjoyed final fantasy 7 on its own and then just mm-hmm. like add some action and it just makes it even better in my opinion yeah. um and i'm really excited for final fantasy 16 mainly because of the combat and then also because of the story too yeah uh so i guess for me for those but in terms of i guess uh turn based specifically for more jrpg standards it would probably <laughs> be shadow hearts from the new world oh. like i really enjoyed that game in terms of its combat like even a lot of people in the shadow hearts community say that in terms of its combat shadow hearts from the new world the third game in the franchise is like the best one combat wise but story wise eh, a lot of people hate it i think it's okay uh, my main problem is like with the main antagonists of the game, they fucking suck dog shit. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I I, yeah. I enjoyed the turn based aspect of uh, Shadows from the New World. It's, it's a very challenging game, and yeah. all the characters are diverse, like both in terms of like their appearances, their uh, motivations, and their combat too. Like they all have something distinct about them, which is great. I really love it. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, Shadows from the New World is a great combat experience. I fucking love it. Nice man. Yeah, cool. I agree. Also, just, (laughs) you know, not having to do with Shadow Hearts, but with what you were saying about, like, with the Final Fantasy stuff, too. I mean, like, Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, I did not start playing Final Fantasy because of the gameplay. Um, Right. I was in it for the characters and the story and the music and stuff like that. Um, If all of them had ended up being action RPGs when they first came out, or even just, like, if all of them were tactics-based games or something, I mean... You know, I'm j- I'm in it for those stories, so I agree with you too with what you were saying. Like, I don't understand why everyone's so pissed off about like the gameplay direction. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm 
I love Final Fantasy VII Remake. Like, I oh, yeah. I prefer play... I'm, I would probably play that one a lot more than I would the original seven, specifically mm-hmm. because of the gameplay alone, you know? Mm-hmm. Obviously, s- story I have different opinion yeah, on, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> you know. Right. Okay, yeah, <laughs> Shadow Hearts, dude. Good pick, man, good pick. Um, For me, of the, all the games that I played last year that I think... I, I probably enjoyed the gameplay the most. I also I enjoyed the gameplay too for this game because it was something that I had not really experienced. Um, I have not played many uh, 2D action RPGs, but of of the ones that I played, this one has really stood out to me. Not just because of its gameplay alone but like the visual aesthetics and the music and like the the way it tells its story without any dialogue whatsoever um for me i think the best gameplay was uh hyper light drifter um mm, okay. hyper light drifter dude i don't know if i've even really talked about this game at all on the podcast but i did get to play some of this game um actually I did not. I, yeah, I didn't get to finish it yet, but I played a good like eighty percent of the game uh, this past year. I'm gonna pick it up fairly soon so I can finish it at the start of this year. But mm-hmm. man, oh man, the gameplay is just so fluid, um, nice. and it's it's one of those games too where like as you progress through the game and like you just walk into different rooms, um, or just like you just kind of walk around outside like the higher you go up on like on a staircase or something the more crazy the music starts to get and it all like Mm. works with the gameplay like the music and the gameplay kind of complement each other and anytime that a game can do that where it's like i can i feel the rhythm of just like the music and stuff in my hands while i'm playing the game uh that's that's a good thing for me i love that sort of right and the music right. is kick-ass. The gameplay was so fun. Very, mm-hmm. very fast-paced. Um, I highly recommend just <laughs> pretty much everything about Hyperlight Drifter. Really good. But as far as gameplay mm-hmm. goes, I think that was that's got to be probably one of the most fun games that I played last year. Sweet. Okay, this one might be a little bit more rough. You know, you kind of got to dig deep into that <laughs> memory bank of yours. Right. And uh, But we're talking soundtracks here. What was, um, oh, God. you know, it can either be like just overall, like, man, I really love the, uh, the soundtrack to this game, or mm. it could be something more, you know, like it, it was really memorable. Like I was humming the songs to myself, like while I was working and stuff, like what was the right. best soundtrack to you? Okay. So for me, despite the fact that I love Breath of the Wild, for me personally, None of the music was super memorable. Like, I mean, it was good, but like, there's no tracks. I'm just like, oh god, I gotta listen to this. That's later. that's one of my like big that. like uh, contingencies about that game. It's like mm-hmm. for a game series that's really known for their music, even though the music mm-hmm. was good in Breath of the Wild, mm-hmm. I like <laughs> like there was not enough of it. That was my that was my critique. Right, <laughs> right, okay. Um, for me, I don't know. It's very hard for me. I guess. I guess music is one of the the later things that I look for in a game because there's even though I played a crap ton of games like there's only a few games where like their songs were memorable for me in terms of just like oh they were just very fun to listen to like in terms of just like oh I would listen to this on my own and stuff like that so it's more like necessarily soundtrack and more just like I guess individual songs because 
some of the games that I play, like, there's, like, maybe one or two songs I was like, oh, I really like. Like, for example, uh, Disgaea 5. Um, th- there were a lot of good songs, but only one that was memorable, which is the Overworld uh, theme, which is, like, the song that plays... Not over, yeah, overworld theme, like the song that you play before you go to each uh, level and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I really enjoyed that song. It's very mellow, uh, very nice. I really like it. Um, with uh, Shout Hearts from the New World, it's battle theme in the. So first, I realized I thought this was his entire battle theme. Uh, Dead Fingers Talk. I thought that was the entire battle theme throughout the entire game in terms of just like normal fights, but apparently it's like the North American theme in terms of just like. So in the game, you're like traveling throughout the different worlds, and like you're not the worlds. You're in a, you're in Earth, and you're traveling throughout different parts of the world. And in North America is Dead Fingers Talk, and that is probably my favorite, just regular battle theme right now. Mm-hmm. Um, second place would be Final Fantasy Thirteen's um, Blinded by Light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that yeah. one's very good. But Dead Fingers Talk right now is probably my favorite battle theme of all time. Um, some good. There's a lot of good songs in Chrono Trigger. Love the main theme of that game. Oh, it's really yeah. really cool. So good. So good. Very impactful. Uh, Frogs. Final theme Fantasy. Too, oh yeah. Final Fantasy VIII's, um, th- uh, I guess the the theme that plays between um, uh, Squall and uh, Rhinona. That one's. I can't remember the name off the top of my head. <laughs> Rhinona. Bro. I mean, wait, what? Renoa? Right? Yeah, Renoa. Yeah, Renoa. <laughs> Rhinona. That's I'm, my I'm sorry, Final Fantasy VIII fans. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that theme is cool. And uh, there, there's like a certain theme that plays during the final boss fight that I really like too. I uh, can't remember the name off the top of my head either. And uh, let's see, what else? Uh, Folklore 2, it had good music, but nothing oh, yeah. super memorable for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and Folklore. Uh, what else yeah it's probably about it yeah just a few different songs i like from different games but i guess nothing overall that was just like fuck yeah it's so good yeah but i guess i i guess if you could just kind of narrow it to just like one game that you played that was kind of like oh shadow hearts okay yeah right on man cool yeah i um just now that we're kind of talking about this too, for everyone listening here who hasn't gone back and listened to any of our other episodes or, you know, some of our earlier stuff, we did do a whole podcast where we talked about some of our favorite composers and favorite music tracks and some of our least favorite uh, songs in video games. Um, whenever you mentioned the Disgaea theme, uh, that reminded me of that because I remember you talking about that song, you know, back then when we did that episode. Mm. Um yeah, man, a uh, lot, a lot of good stuff there. Uh, I would, I would probably say because I kind of have, man. Now that I'm thinking about it too, it's like, ah, oh, <laughs> do I want to change my answer? Because a lot of, a lot of the songs that I would kind of like hum in my head would probably mostly come from like Chrono Trigger, um, mm. like lots of memorable stuff in that in that game. Uh, but I would say overall the best soundtrack that I heard in a video game this past year was an indie title called the artful escape. Oh yeah. And that game, that was one that I was, I was very close to putting that as my biggest surprise. Um, because I mean, that one's very, that one's very easy to get through. It's a five hour long game, very story driven. The gameplay is like, you're not really there for the gameplay. That game, the artful escape is really what I would consider to be a, uh, like a really good example of like video games as art. 
Mm. Yeah. So the artful escape, the the sound, basically all of it revolves around music. Uh, even the main character, uh, you play you play as a character whose family member uh, was you know like their town is known for his family member who went on to do um, music. He's basically like a Bob Dylan kind of character and right. he's like Bob Dylan's nephew or whatever. So now that his uncle has died, people kind of look at him as like the uh the next thing. Uh like he like he's supposed to be the next best thing after his uncle who had passed away. But the thing is is even though he's a really talented musician, he doesn't really like the genre of music that his uncle played. He oh, okay. he wants to do his own kind of music and it's very a lot of the game kind of is very sci-fi and you're going to different planets and like you're in space and shit and it's just electric guitar solos and it's super angelic and it's like as like a Coheed and Cambria fan I could almost tell that the creators of the game were also fans because Mm. it's just so it's so wild and like just the whole like um, like setting of the game and all that, and the fact that it all kind of revolves around music and stuff, dude. It was that was a really good game, and I would I would probably say that if if I could have chosen like the game awards uh, of any of the games to really win game of the year, I think the Artful Escape probably had some of the best music design that goes along with gameplay that I have ever seen in a video game. Nice. That's not like a rhythm game, you know. Yeah. So that was pro- that's my best soundtrack, but for my most memorable, I also put East One Two and Origin. Uh, the soundtracks to those games were so fucking tight. Um, mm. If you're if you're into that like Guilty Gear type, like just like hard rock uh, in the background the whole time, and it's very frantic and just sounds so fucking good. Uh, yeah. Play play the East games; they're really good. Right. Okay, we've gone through a lot of uh, we've gone through a lot of highs in our discussion. Um, let's get angry. Yeah, let's get let's get a little a little uh, <clears throat> a little PO'd, if you will. Um, before we go ahead and talk about what we would consider our overleveled game of the year, let's go ahead and talk real quick. What was the biggest disappointment? Like, what was a game that you played this year? I know this kind of goes with what we were talking about, but just like you just like you played through it and you were like, that was kind of a waste of my time. <laughs> you know, um, do you right. have any games like what was the biggest disappointment to you? Well, for me, I still enjoyed this game overall, but I have more I had more negatives than I did positive about it. And that would be the original Pokemon Diamond and Pearl for me. Oh. Uh God, just me saying that, I can already imagine the amount of Pokemon fans <laughs> writing their shotguns. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and they all um, listen to this podcast, too. So Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, they always talk door, about DJ. it. It's like, oh, lock man, can't wait for all the cast. Hope they say nothing bad about Pokemon Pearl. Um, but course. yeah, no. The original Pokemon Pearl, like, it overall, it was a lot of fun, but I just hate how slow early-gen Pokemon games are. I yeah. just... I just can't handle it. That's my, one of my main gripes about it. Really, mm-hmm. the big gripe, and that also, as we were talking about with you know the, the remake slash reboot or whatever, a remaster, I should say. Um, the, the the XP share thingy makes it you know a lot easier, more consumer friendly, and stuff like that. But in the original, yeah. 
they don't really have that. So you have to spend a lot of time grinding and stuff like that. And the times where I had to stop and grind my team and stuff like that, especially for the elite four, I just, I just hated it. I was like, I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. But once I got to the elite four, I was like, Oh, this is a lot of fun. Like I still remember being so, I guess, invested in the final battle with Cynthia. I was like, Oh shit, this is so intense and stuff like that. And feeling so excited when I won. But until that point, I was just like, I fucking hate this. (laughs) Yeah. And like, I even, yeah, I even like once I beat, uh, the brilliant diamond, I sort of like compared my, uh, my times that I beat the game, like Brilliant Diamond, I think took me about a little over 30 hours to beat, but the original Pokemon Pearl took me almost 60 hours to beat. <laughs> and most of that yeah. was from grinding. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. You had a bad experience there, yeah, DJ. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, for the most part, I enjoyed Pokemon Pearl. Like I, st- I love Pokemon, but yeah. And honestly, like sun and moon, I hated way more just overall. Really? Well, yeah, no, Sun and Moon, uh, fuck it, fuck that game. Uh, I never played any of the 3DS games. You're, you're, you're not missing that much. Okay, um, cool. <laughs> at least from Sun and Moon. Uh, I, I wanted to the play the Ruby remake because the R- Ruby is my favorite Pokemon game, mm-hmm. but I still haven't played Ruby yet. Right. I heard that one's not as good as the original, but mm-hmm. I, I know for a fact it's not nearly as terrible, terrible Sun and Moon. But yeah, okay, overall, cool. <laughs> um, I enjoyed Pokemon Pearl, but... Out of all the games that I played in 2021, that was probably my biggest disappointment in general. Mm. Man. But yeah, what about you? What what game sh- took a shat on your heart? Um, <laughs> I would say, here's the thing, because I have to agree with you in that I, I still liked the game. Um, mm-hmm. I think a lot of my biggest gripes here kind of come from the way I had to play the game. Mm. And here's the thing. I have a, I have a very powerful computer. Mm -hmm. I had to run this game on like low to medium settings and it was still very, very choppy. And the game, there was lots of graphical errors that kept on happening. Lots of glitches in the audio and everything. And I don't know if it's just, because I'm pretty sure it has to be just because the PC port of this game was bad. Um, and that really affected how I I could have been ex- experiencing this game. Um, but for me, and I know I've talked about this game a few times beforehand, but for me, probably the, the most disappointing experience I had was Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. Oh, wow. Okay. And I, and I streamed it all on Twitch, and... If you were there with me while I was playing the game, um, you'll probably see plenty of times. And this isn't me just being one of those guys where it's like, oh, I know I pressed the button and it, I should have, I should have attacked. No, seriously, there were parts that I should not have died, and I mm. died, and I had to redo battles multiple times. Mm. And the gameplay, as far as just whenever you're fighting. Like, sword in hand, you're fighting an enemy. It is wildly repetitive. Mm, okay. the, the story was was really good, but I, I, I think the story was, was really hindered by a lot of the graphical errors that were happening during a lot of the cutscenes. It really started taking me out of the, out of the game, and it was hard for me to really focus on what was happening. And... Um, 
yeah, I mean, overall, I, I, I don't think that Hellblade Sinuous Sacrifice is a bad game. But for me, mm-hmm. I was incredibly disappointed with my experience, you know? Mm. So, yeah, I mean, kind of like with what you had said, it's not that you necessarily hate Pokemon <laughs> or Pokemon yeah. Pearl. It's just like, man, like, you kind of, you have standards for Pokemon, right? Right, yeah. I have standards for, like, just playing games on my computer, and this (laughs) failed me, right? So, like, yeah. uh, I'm excited about, you know, a potential discussion I can have on the story and everything later Mm. on down the line with one of my buddies. But um, as it sits now, man, as far as, like, the gameplay went and me just kind of getting through the story, like, dude, I was getting bad headaches, dude. Like, incredibly bad headaches where I had to, like, like, at one point... I had to stop streaming one time and then I just got out of my chair and laid on the floor because I thought that I was going to like throw up or pass out because I was getting terrible motion sickness from just like the incredibly choppy frame rate. And I'm like, why Mm. I'm running this at like 1080p on my monitor at like at like, uh, you know, it's like in a small window and it it's all like on medium settings and I'm it's it's still getting like 25 frames a second like what the fuck mm. is going on here that is um, ridiculous yeah whereas like I could play like I could probably play Final Fantasy 15 on my computer on high settings at 60 frames mm. a second you know right so I'm just like man <laughs> that was disappointing I wish I could have like played that on my PS4 or something maybe that would have yeah. changed my mind but yeah that was it that was my most disappointing game Okay. Okay, DJ. What was your overleveled game of 2021? The best game that you played? Well, I mean, for me, the best game overall is the exact same one for the second category. That would be Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Everything about that game, I really enjoyed. Uh, nice. Yeah. No. <laughs> cool. It was great. Yeah. Honestly, dude. Um, yeah. Just keeping it short too. My game, my overleveled game of 2021 is the same as my uh, my first category, dude. Best RPG was also my best game, dude. Chrono Trigger. Wow. Okay. Yeah, okay. That was. I really think that that was my favorite game that I played this year. Nice. Yeah. It's just like, and I guess to talk a little a little bit more and just kind of reiterate other things that we said about it, dude. The characters were awesome. The The humor was there. The gameplay was fun. There weren't, like, a, a crazy amount of random encounters. Um, like, all the text, all the endings, all the music. Like, I'll just say all the music, like, a million times because, like, mm-hmm. it's so good. <laughs> um, well, you know what? Yeah. I literally just remembered. So, uh, just to backtrack real quick. I won't go too in-depth about this, but actually a game that sort of disappointed me a little bit more than Pokemon was Disgaea 6. I forgot that I oh, did play yeah. an hour of that. And I was just like, I, I don't I don't like this. <laughs> I, I mean, I still ask. will play it and beat it, but I'm just like, mm. okay. Yeah, I was going to ask how you felt about that one because I remember right before it came out, people were kind of like, ah, it's got terrible like performance and all this stuff. And, yeah, there's, know, I, there's a lot of just weird decisions that they made of changing a lot of things about it that I don't like. Like, the biggest thing is that so normally in a Disgaea game, the highest level you can be is 9,999. But yeah. obviously, of course, you don't need to be that high. And so what they did is they added an extra four nines to where you can be 99,999,999. Um, okay. So what they did is that they pretty much just like made leveling up way faster. Like 
normally in a Disgaea game, I'll be like around level 150, 160 by the end of the story mode. But in the first hour of Disgaea 6, I was already level 120. <laughs> From level wow. 1 to 120. Wow. And like the 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 um the motivation of the character is just kind of like okay i mean granted i'm only yeah. one hour in but it seems kind of stupid right now yeah. and of course like i i've I said this before in another episode is that they got rid of some staples that are known in in a disguise game it's like if they you know final fantasy 16 there was just no chocobos or no <laughs> no spells or something like, like stuff like that it's just like why would you fucking get rid of that you know yeah um, but I mean, granted, again, I'm only one hour in, but so far I'm not really, not really liking it. Gotcha. Okay. Well, cool. All right, guys, that, those were kind of our, our big categories that we were going to talk yeah. about. Um, yeah, all of that stuff, best RPGs, best games that we played, some disappointing stuff. Mm-hmm. That's, that was 2021 for us in a, in a nutshell. Uh, let's talk about real quick, dude. What are some, what are maybe some games that did come out in the last year uh, that you didn't get a chance to play? I know you said that the only game that you played was Pokemon, uh, you know, Brilliant Diamond. What uh, what were some other games that came out last year that you want to try to get to and play this year? Uh, shit. <laughs> I um, I can I can go first because I I kind of no, wrote I, out a list of games. I, I, I mean I don't know if I'll play them this year yeah but um some of them that i would like to maybe try to eventually play is um metroid dread Mm. um let's see what else what else what else i specifically Uh, did not put that one on my list because i know that i'm not going to play that one this year um as much as i I would love to there's just so many other games that i have i want to get to and i'm about to have a baby so i just know i'm not going to get to metroid right (laughs) oh shit did elden ring come out in 2021 no it's about to come out like Okay, because I, sure. I looked up games that came out in 2021 and Elden Ring is listening. I'm like, wait, no, it's not. What? No, it's not out. <laughs> That's not out yet. Okay. Oh, uh, the, also uh, I mean, the uh, like the, mm-hmm. the demo, like people had like, oh, an early access yeah. kind of demo to it, but the game's mm-hmm. not out. Okay. Also, uh, I mean, I guess technically Final Fantasy 15 and Walker. I mean, <laughs> that fucking. <laughs> sure, yeah. That came out. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, eventually I'll get to it. I'm not, yeah. Probably not this year, but. I pro- I'll probably yeah. at least maybe beat one of the expansions, but I probably won't beat all of them this year oh, hell no hell no but yeah i mean eh, i mean i haven't really been keeping up too much about the games that have been coming out you know yeah. i've just been more focused on like all right these are the games that because we've talked about this on a previous po- podcast like backlog and stuff like that like yeah i own a shit ton of games and so i'm just like yep. trying to be a lot of those <laughs> yeah yeah, I will say for me of the games that came out this past year, uh, I want to I want to say that on top of the other games that I that I want to play that didn't come out, these are games that I I think I I definitely can get to and beat. Um, one of them is Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I think that that I mean that's like a fairly short story, like it's not I incredibly can... long. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's one, you know, if it ever comes on, like, Game Pass or something like that, I'll probably pick it up, play it for, you know, however many hours it takes to get through the story. Or, you know, maybe borrow it from someone who has that. Uh, mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy is one I really want to play. I think that It Takes Two might be a fun one for me and my wife to play. Even yeah. if I even if I don't finish the game, I, I want to get around to just, like, playing a good, like, a significant amount with of that game with my wife. Right. Um... Pokemon 
Diamond or Pearl remakes. I think I want to pick up Pearl, but, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, DJ, if you want to let me borrow the Pokemon remake or something. Uh, I, I just want to make sure that I can play either one of those before mm. Legends Arce- Arceus comes out. So those are those are ones that I definitely want to play. And then also, I may or may not get to completing this one, but I really want to play Tales of Arise. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I would say stuff too, like Shin Megami Tensei five, but I want to make sure that I can play like four at least before I play five. And mm-hmm. those are long games and I got other oh, shit yeah. to do, you know. Yeah, yeah. Okay, what are some what are some games that did not come out in 2021, but they are games that you know have been out for a while? Just like some stuff that on your backlog that you want to try to commit to beating this year. Uh, there's a shit ton actually. So, yeah. but to make it a little easier, um, so there are a couple of games that like I've gone through pretty far into it, but. I just couldn't beat because the the final level was just very, very difficult, but I want to eventually sit down and like dedicate some time to. So, um, hack infection, like the very first dot hack series. Um, I'm like literally at the final boss stage. I just need to grind for it, which is Mm going to be a bitch. Um, same thing with Digimon, uh, world for the PS2. Like, again, I'm at the final boss, but I just got to do a bunch of grinding for it. Um, Another one. Uh, hmm. Oh, oh, one that I want to play um, that I'm actually playing on playing pretty soon after I beat Transformers is Phantom Brave. Oh, uh, yeah. I recently, not too long ago, actually did buy the uh, NIST Classic Volume 1 collection. Nice. That, that comes with uh, the games uh, Soul Nomad and Phantom Brave. Yeah, we talked and, about that um, on a, on yeah, a yeah, previous yeah. podcast. Yeah, I bought it not too long ago, and Phantom Brave is a game that I definitely remember playing as a kid in elementary school. Uh, I played it for the PS2 for, like, the first... I played, like, half of it. There's, like, 20 episodes. I played te- through 10 of them, but I never beat it. I uh, played it again on my Vita, buying the PSP version. Um, yeah. Again, never beat it, and now I have this. This is literally now my third copy of the game, uh, mm-hmm. but I want to, this time, for real, beat it because I really love the atmosphere of this game. It's very wholesome. I love the character Morona. She's so adorable and nice and cool. It's fucking great. <laughs> nice. I really want to beat it. Cool. Right on. So, yeah, so those are some of the games that I want to try and beat potentially okay. this year. Cool, man. Yeah. So, um, yeah, those are good games. You you brought up some games that I definitely need to throw on my backlog as well. Yeah. Um, so three of these games I mentioned earlier, but I'm I'm kind of gearing towards the end of them now. So I know I I know I'm going to beat them this year. That's Thirteen Sentinels, Aegis Rim, mm. uh, Final Fantasy Tactics, yeah. and Octopath Traveler. Nice. Yeah, these are all games that I I I I'm definitely gonna. I don't know how long Final Fantasy Tactics will be because I'm playing that one on stream, and if that one takes like hundreds of hours, you know, so be it. But, um, you know, definitely 13 Sentinels and Octopath Traveler. I'm going to have those finished before, like, this first quarter of the year is over. Nice. Uh, as for the rest of the year goes, I want to I want to at least beat the story of all of the East games. Um, okay. Just, like, all of them. Like, I've played, like I had said, 1, 2, and Origins. Um, 5 is not localized in America and apparently the story isn't really canon so I'm not going to really waste my time with that one until they like 
you know, release it here in America later on. Mm, um, okay. But definitely of the ones that are out now, um, you know, three, four, six, seven, eight, nine. I want to try to, I want to finish all of those this year. And I at least want to finish Dragon Quest four, five, and six. Mm. Last year in 2020, or sorry, 2021. Uh, oh, no, it was actually 2020, and then maybe also a little bit in 2021. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it was 2020, but I but I finished Dragon Quest 1, 2, and 3. Mm-hmm. So, so now... Real f- no, that? I was just going to say real fast, Gavin. Speaking of Dragon Quest, so currently I've been watching the Dragon Quest anime, Dragon Quest Die, yeah, Adventures yeah. of Die, based off of Dragon Quest 3. R- loosely, it's, it's based off the manga of Dragon Quest. Oh, um, after Dragon Quest 3? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Sort of has like those sort of elements and stuff like yeah. that, of that yeah. game. And uh, it's Dragon Quest Adventures of Die 2020, 2020 version is sort of a remake of the original 90s. And this oh. this has been really fucking good. I've been enjoying it a lot. The animation is insane. Uh, the story is really, really great. It's, it's, it's really good. I would highly recommend it. I've been okay. enjoying Adventures of Die so much. Yeah, dude. We should... Uh... Well, we can talk about it later, but dude, what if what if we did a thing where I um I got caught up on the Dragon Quest uh, anime, and then I I hopped over on your podcast, and me and you could have a a conversation about the Dragon Quest Die anime. Yeah, we could. I mean, I've been thinking about doing something related to that. So yeah, potentially. Yeah, actually, yeah, we could talk about it. Sweet man. Okay, so Dragon Quest four, five, and six. I definitely want to try to get those done this year. And then um, this is also the year that I, I want to buckle down and start getting into the uh, trails of, or, or sorry, not not trails of, um, like the trails series. So trails mm-hmm. in the sky, uh, they have like the crossbell arc that's coming out, like trails of to Azure and stuff like that. Um, and then, yeah, like trails of cold steel. Trails in the Sky FC is the very first Trails game. And um, I actually just got done watching uh, one of my other new favorite YouTubers. He just put out like a 30-minute long review, uh, spoiler-free, talking about that game. And the more and more I hear about it, the more excited I get to play it because it's kind of the pseudo-tactical kind of RPG, um, Mm -hmm. similar in the vein of uh, Mega Man Battle Network, um, but also with like the... Uh, leveling up system of dra- of uh, Final Fantasy X, like with the Sphere Grid, so along with like a story that'll that's incredibly emotional and will take you on this long journey through all these games. I want to start with Trails in the Sky uh, FC, which stands for First Chapter, and so um, yeah, those are just a handful of the games. Obviously, I mean there will be some games that come out um, this year that I'll that I'll play in some games that I didn't mention, you know, um, like uh, I definitely want to play like Neo, the world ends with you. Like I've been so excited for that for so long and I still haven't played it. Um, mm-hmm. and I own the game now, so I need to play it. Yeah. There's a lot of games, but, uh, okay. DJ real quick though. What are some games coming out in 2022 that get, that gets you pumped, bro? So, the biggest one right now, because it's literally about to come out yep. very soon in a few days. Pokemon Legends of Arceus coming out on the 28th. Yes, sir. And I am so excited for that. Literally looking forward. It looks fucking fantastic from everything that I've seen. Yeah. Um, definitely, 
looking forward to this game. Like me and Anthony would always say, like Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and, and Shining Pearl are just like the the warm ups to this game. So very excited yeah. for that. Um, in yeah. terms of like games coming out very soon. Obviously, of course, really looking forward to Final Fantasy 16. I literally check like almost every day for new yeah. updates and stuff like that on this. We still game. don't know if that's 2022 yet, but I, yeah, I'm with you on I that. mean, yeah, probably not. But you never know. Um, <laughs> could be. Could be. Yeah, it could be. Another thing, too, is that, I mean, I've always, I mean, they they sort of leaked this a while ago with Capcom about potentially Dragon's Dogma coming out in 2022. Um, Dragon's Dogma 2 coming out in 2022. And also with that, I remember not too long ago, the director of DMC5 said that he's working on a new project. And with that, Mm. what's cool about that is I remember uh, he said, like, prior to making DMC5, he's like, all right, so... I either want to do DMC5 or Dragon's Dogma 2. I'm not sure which one I do one. Oh, first. I remember this. Yeah. So obviously he made Dragon's DM, DMC5 and he said he's working on a new project and we got the leaks about potentially Dragon's Dogma coming out in 2022. So I'm just like, yo, yeah, please, please yeah. let it be Dragon's Dogma 2, <laughs> please. <laughs> so those are the ones off DJ the needs to eat. Head. Yeah, I need to eat bad. <laughs> so those ones off the top of my head that I'm excited for. Um, sure, there's more, but those are the first ones that come to mind. But yeah. yeah. I just realized while you were talking, too, that I had only put down two games. But mm. then I thought, no, there's got to be maybe one or two more. So yeah. uh, like you said, Pokemon Legends Arceus. I'm I'm really looking forward to that one. But like I had said, I want to make sure that I can at least play one of the, you know, Pearl or Diamond games mm, okay. uh, before that one comes out, just because I know it's like in that same lore. Mm-hmm. I know all of them kind of are in the same lore. Like, there's technically a Pokemon timeline, but I I, yeah. I definitely just want to play like Pearl or Diamond first before I play that one. Okay. Um, Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin. Uh, oh right, right, right. Yeah, that's coming out in two months. And, oh uh, shit. Okay. Yeah, it's coming out in March. So. Yeah, looking I mean, forward to that one, I'm too. I'm still going to wait till I get a PS5. <laughs> yeah. Well, now that I have a PC... Well, now that I've also experienced Sinuous Sacrifice run like dog shit, I don't know how this game is going to oh, run true. on my computer. True. Yeah, I definitely want that one on, on a PS5, too, if I can get that. Um, but I'll... You know, if there's a demo out on PC, I'll play that or something. Um, also, the other two, Elden Ring is about to come out. Oh, my God, yes. Okay, yes, that, yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. Elden Ring, oh highly looking forward to that. And um, I don't know if this has been totally confirmed for 2022. Maybe it, maybe it was confirmed for 2022, but just we don't have a release date. But Breath of the Wild 2, or whatever the Ooh, sequel is going to be. Yep, 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 yep. Those are kind of my big four right now. Uh, yeah. Obviously, like Horizon, uh, that's going to be fun, too. Oh, yes. Um, and, uh, I, yes. I mean, fucking if Final Fantasy 16 has a 2022 release as well, I mean, I could mm-hmm. not be more pumped for that game. Goddamn um, right. But, yeah. Okay, guys. I mean, unless you have anything else, man, we're about uh, to, we're about to no, close not this really. bad boy that was, a, that was a pretty chunky episode. Yeah, That we was. That was, that was a good hour and a half. Yeah. Okay, real quick, before we totally sign off, um, like I had said before with our question of the week, you can get into contact with us and you can be in our community by just commenting on our YouTube videos, emailing, yeah. uh, emailing us or joining our discord. Yeah. Our email is overleveled podcast at gmail.com. Uh, I, I try to leave that. <laughs> yeah. I try to leave that 
everywhere. Um, I can't remember. Sometimes I forget if I like if I forget to put it in the like the Spotify and Apple Podcast description. I know for a fact it's always like in the YouTube stuff, but mm-hmm. overleveledpodcast at gmail.com. You can email us there. You can follow uh, you can follow me on Twitter at overleveledcast. Um, yeah, you can follow follow me there. I usually just try to retweet some new stuff that's kind of going on or, you know, share something cool happening in the world of video games and stuff like that. So you can follow me over there. You can also join our Patreon. Guys, I would love to see more of y'all join the Patreon. It's been a little minute. We've had we've had a few guys hop in there. Um, so I'm grateful for all you boys in there, all you boys and bees, Sweet. as DJ would say. Yeah. Um, yeah, we got the Discord. So links to that is everywhere in all of the descriptions everywhere. Um, I also ha- uh, have a Patreon up as well for the Overleveled Podcast. Uh, this is just kind of a way that y'all can, you know, if you if you don't have time to be hopping in to all of the Discord stuff and you know being on your phone all the time, I understand people are busy and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, we have, you know, this is just a way that if you feel like you are able to support uh, the podcast monetarily. Um, that is an option for you. We will eventually have, um, you know, certain perks and things like that down the line, but nothing is completely set in stone just yet. This is just kind of a way, uh, that you can support if you feel so inclined. If not, no worries at all. This is, that's completely optional. Um, but yeah, just thought I would mention that as well. We have links to that everywhere as well. And then the last thing, too, for me, um, I do Twitch streaming as well. Like I had mentioned, I played through all of Senua's Sacrifice on stream, and right now I'm playing through Final Fantasy Tactics on stream. And I'm kind of doing that in conjunction with uh, another podcast where they're kind of doing a book club type analysis of that game. So I'm trying to play to certain points and stop there so I can kind of understand the story a lot better with that podcast mm-hmm. so that's just kind of yeah. what i'm doing there but uh yeah that is twitch.tv slash gavdod uh, g-a-v-d-o-d uh like i said too links to all of this will be everywhere uh dj do you want to plug any of your stuff before we head out sure um you can follow me at my channel mushroom man it's a channel where i talk about and make or I do reviews of different anime movies and video games. Um, currently, I'm going through a series where I talk about and make fun of One Piece. Mm-hmm. Um, that which my release video for that is up, and actually, I have another video that I'm currently working on that is anime related that I'm hoping to have done either later this later next week or the week after that. And then I have a video that I'm working on to come out on Valentine's Day. I'm excited Ooh. for that one. Um, got a bunch of videos. Yeah, you can follow me there. You can also follow me on Instagram at Mushy Squishy uh, and also on my Twitter at, Mush- at Mushy Squishy, I believe. Mushy for Squishy, that's what it is. Mushy yeah. for Squishy. Yes, and then speaking <laughs> of podcasts, I have my own podcast called The Ramen Stand with Kai and Cole where we talk about anime and just, yeah, just nerd out about different things that we love and hate and different things like that, um, yeah. which we actually just uh, earlier this week recorded, no, earlier last week recorded an episode and nice. that'll go out relatively soon uh, talking about more Rent-A-Girlfriend and that train wreck of an anime. Yikes. Um, but yeah, so yeah, you can follow me and all that stuff. Cool, man. Uh, yeah, guys, that's uh, that's going to be it. Thank you everyone again for listening. Uh, 
be sure to share this episode as well and share the kind of this podcast. The um, mm. I don't really do any other sort of advertising other than just being on Twitter and following people and sharing stuff. <laughs> so the best way that this podcast gets around is of word of mouth. Yes. So if Watch you know time, anybody, baby. Yeah, if you know anyone who is interested in uh, discussions like this or, you know, just RPGs, video games in general, just hanging out with the with the homies. Yeah, uh, tell your mom about yeah, your Leveled Podcast. Yeah, we want to hang out with your mom. So yes. let her know that we're here and we'll be here ready for her. Hey, waiting special and, guest, your yeah, mom. <laughs> yeah, waiting and, and wanting uh, your mom. So, DJ. Yes? Hit it with it. Well, guys, we're in the new year, and it's time to drink the beer. Yeah. Great. Great.